paying too much for health insurance? Frustrated by high deductibles, network restrictions, and increasing premiums? There's a better way. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM is a Christian community delivering a robust, faith based solution to the high cost of healthcare. If your current health insurance has become more of a racket than a remedy, take back control of your healthcare at around half the price. Learn more and enroll today at chministries.org. That's chministries.org. Fox News Podcasts presents the Brett Bear Podcast with Fox News Chief Political Anchor Brett Bear. Republican Chris Christie, he joins us tonight. Governor, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Brett. You're in Manchester, New Hampshire, and the Real Clear Politics average of the New Hampshire polls recently has you tied for third um, with the former president at 41.7, Ron DeSantis at 17.7. You're at 6.7, along with uh, Tim Scott. What's happening on the ground there, and how do you see this race? Well, you know, Tim, just, or rather, uh, there have been two more polls that have come out that now have me tied for second with Governor DeSantis, um, one at uh, 11% and one at 9%. So we feel like it's really moving in our direction. Our momentum is going the right way. Governor DeSantis is, is going in the wrong direction. And so first job is to get past Governor DeSantis here in New Hampshire. We've now caught him. Now we need to pass him. And then we're going to take on Donald Trump one-on-one. But when you say take on Donald Trump, I mean, you look at all these polls, whether it's the national polls or in New Hampshire or Iowa. I mean, he's up 20, 30, 40 points. Yeah, look, the, and the campaign hasn't begun yet, Brett. The campaign's going to begin um, when you and Martha um, get on that stage with the rest of us. Uh, the idea that the American people are really focused on this race right now in the middle of vacation season in August around America um, is kind of silly. Um, they paid a little bit of attention. They're going to really start paying attention when you guys start asking us questions. And then the campaign will really get rolling. And I think then what you're going to see in New Hampshire is in this latest poll, Donald Trump's at 34 percent. That means two thirds of Republican primary voters in New Hampshire don't want Donald Trump. And so I feel really good about the way this is playing out. And we got a lot of work to do. You're absolutely right. You know, it's not like we're within uh, the margin of error by any sense. Mm -hmm. But we will be by the time we get to the election um, this coming January, February. I have some video of you in New Hampshire uh, talking to folks. But speaking of the debate, also in New Hampshire, the former president uh, asked the crowd what he thought, what they thought about whether he should go to the debate. Take a listen. If you're leading by 50 and 60 and 70 points, do you do that or not? I don't know. Should I? Okay, you ready? Poll. We take a free poll. Should I do the debate? We couldn't discern from that answer uh, what that means, but he's been doing that on the stump now for a couple times. What difference does it make one way or another for you if he's on that stage or he's not? Doesn't make any difference for me. The difference it makes is for the Republican voters because it shows his complete lack of respect for Republican voters. He thinks because he won the nomination twice that it's his. And he thinks that these numbers actually mean they approve of what he did when in essence it's just that he's the best known person in the race. And so um, if he doesn't show up two weeks from tonight, what it will show once again is what he showed throughout his presidency was a complete disrespect for the people. And uh, so it won't mean anything for me, uh, Brett, at the end of it. 
I'm going to debate the same way whether Donald Trump is there or he's not there. The only good thing for me will be, um, I mean, I'll have more time to speak. You just returned from Ukraine, a trip, and you met with uh, the president there, Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, what's your takeaway from that trip? And the politics of that is tricky within the Republican Party, at least in the primary. Brett, it's tricky if you try to thread a needle. If what you try to do is tell the truth, it's not tricky. I went to the city of Boucher, Brett, where they told, the mayor Boucher told me of the Russian attack there, where um, men were dragged out of their homes, their eyes were gouged out while they were alive, their hands were tied behind their back and they were shot execution style on the back of the head. And then when they were done with that, the Russian soldiers went into the homes and raped the women. Nearly 20,000 children, Brett, have been kidnapped from Ukraine, ripped from the arms of their parents by the Russian army and taken back to Russia for them to be reprogrammed to be anti-Ukraine and pro-Russian Federation. This conduct is barbaric and is incomprehensible. And it is being funded by the communist Chinese and executed on by the barbaric authoritarian dictator in Russia, Vladimir Putin, who Donald Trump has called brilliant and a great leader. Uh, I'm telling you, Brett, if we don't stand up for this, American men and women will wind up fighting in Taiwan because we've been unwilling to arm the Ukrainians to the extent that allow them to win the war. I think the problem is Joe Biden has not made the case articulately to the American people as to why this is so important. Uh, and when I sat across from President Zelensky, it's clear to me that a people who think about this, Brett, they told us that on the average day, the Russians shoot 56,000 artillery shells into Ukraine. The Ukrainians can respond with 6,000 because they hadn't yet been supplied by the West in the way that they should be. Joe Biden's given them just enough to lose this war, not enough to win it. You share this, my, this position with Vice President Pence, Ambassador Haley, um, that, that have come from similar points of view. But you've heard, I'm sure on the trail, concerns about the money going there, the focus there, uh, the problems on the border and the problems in the U.S. That is popping up in a GOP primary, is it not? It is, and it's, being, it's popping up because people are being ill-informed by people like Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, who calls this a territorial dispute, when you had 160 civilians murdered behind the cathedral in Busha and buried in a shallow grave, and a 10-year-old girl shot dead while she was walking her dog. That's not a territorial dispute, Brett. That is a full-out authoritarian war against freedom and liberty. And the way I would talk to people about it is to remind them that we sent $43 billion in aid to the Ukrainians. That is a fraction of what Donald Trump or Joe Biden spent in the federal budget. And it's only defeatists who think that we can't support the Ukrainians and secure the border at the same time. It's only defeatists who believe that we can't support the Ukrainians and make sure we improve our education system in this country. And I will tell you, I understand that Donald Trump doesn't think it's possible because this is the guy who said he was gonna build a big, beautiful wall on the entire border of Mexico and that Mexico was gonna pay for it. And we got 52 new miles of wall from Donald Trump in four years and not the first peso from Mexico. That's why he says he can end the war in 24 hours, Brett. He can end it because he'll just hand it over to that brilliant leader, Vladimir Putin.
Um, that's not what a Christie administration will do. We'll fight this proxy war against China. We'll make sure they understand that any move against Taiwan will be one that will make the juice not worth the squeeze. And we will not have to send American men and women over there to defend Taiwan, who manufactures two-thirds of the semiconductors, Brett, in the entire world. Do we want the communist Chinese to be in charge of doling that out? I don't think so. And Ukraine is where this battle starts, and America can win it there without having to spill any American blood anywhere else in the world. We'll continue right after this. Last thing, we talked about this when you launched your campaign, but your feelings about Donald Trump as a person, as a candidate, as a president, have evolved quite significantly over time. Sure, he's left me. And, you know, this is not the guy that I've known all those years. Um, in fact, when he decided on election night 2020, Brett, to say the election was stolen, when we now know, you know, I know, and any objective person knows the election was not stolen. When he stood behind the seal of the president of the United States in the East Room of the White House and said that, that was it for me. You cannot undermine the American people's faith in democracy because your ego is hurt, because you're the first person to ever lose to Joe Biden outside the state of Delaware. I understand that must hurt to lose to somebody as feeble and incompetent as Joe Biden, but he did. And if we nominate him this time, he will again. And this is the guy who stole classified documents from the White House and lied about having them and hid them from the government when he was asked for 18 months to return them. This is the guy who paid off um, uh, you know, a porn star to keep quiet during the 2016 race. This is the guy who's using campaign funds, 40 million in campaign funds the last half of the year to pay his own legal fees, to pay $108,000 for his wife's stylist, to pay $60,000 to his son's mistress, to give us three minutes speech on January 6th, three minutes, it's 20,000 a minute with contributors money. He's left me, Brett. And that's why I need to stand up and make sure the truth is told about this. And quite frankly, I don't understand why my other colleagues in this race are not saying it, except that either they're unwilling or too scared to do it. I'm neither. And I'll be there two weeks from tonight with you and Martha to make this case and the case for why Christie presidency is the right one for America. Like Ukraine, though, in the GOP primary, the two-tiered system of justice, as people look at what's happening with the former president, how it's being adjudicated, and what they look at what's happening with Hunter Biden, how that's being handled, handled, they say this is not fair and there is a sympathetic figure you acknowledge in the former president inside the GOP primary. I agree that it's not fair. You'll remember, Brett, because you interviewed me at the time, that I said Hillary Clinton should have been prosecuted in 2016. You'll remember because you interviewed me a, a day or two after my launch that I told you, I predicted for you, that the Hunter Biden plea agreement would not be approved because it was a fix and it was one-sided and a judge would reject it. I agree with all that. And what I'm saying to folks, though, is that doesn't change Donald Trump's conduct. He still paid off a porn star to keep quiet during the 2016 election, whether it's criminal or not. Is that what we want behind the desk in the Oval Office? He still lied about keeping classified documents that our intelligence community and our military put their lives at risk to obtain and develop. And yet, whether it's criminal or not, Brett, is that the kind of person you want behind the desk in the Oval Office? And he invited people to Washington on January 6th, saying it would be wild. 
lied to them that the election was stolen, lied to them and said that Mike Pence could reverse the election when he could not, and then told them he'd march up to Capitol Hill with them, lied about that, went back and watched on his television set in his dining room as people laid waste to the United States Capitol and did nothing about it. Brett, there is a two-tier system of justice, and when I'm president, I'm the only one who's been a prosecutor on that stage, I will fix it. But the way to fix it is not by giving other people a pass, it's by enforcing the law. And whether you believe what Donald Trump did was criminal or not, the conduct I just laid out, he's morally responsible for January 6th. He's morally responsible for what happened to those classified documents. And we need to have as a Republican Party to ask ourselves, how long are we gonna continue to pretend this is normal or acceptable, no matter how sympathetic you might feel about him? And I'll tell you this, I don't feel too much sympathy for a New York City billionaire who is spending middle-class people's donations to pay his legal fees when all he'd have to do is sell one of his golf courses to pay all of his legal fees. Governor Christie, as always, we appreciate the time, and we'll see you in Milwaukee. Looking forward to seeing you, Brett. Thanks for having me on tonight. Please join Martha McCallum and me as we host the first primary debate. The Republican primary season will happen right here on Fox News Channel on August 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern, live from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The second debate, by the way, can be seen on Fox Business September 27th from the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute in Simi Valley, California. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.